Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 16. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. The world still grapples with the question. Some say he is the Christ, the Messiah, even the Creator. Hebrews 1, verse 2, Hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. Some say he was a great prophet, and others deny he ever existed. Who do you say he is? God's word defines the king of glory in Colossians chapter 1, verses 12 through 19. Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created, that are in heaven, and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions, or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist." And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence, for it pleased the Father, that in him should all fullness dwell. Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Are you ready to embrace this Christ? the way, the truth, and the life? Are you ready to repent and turn from your sins and find abundant life? You can be born again today. Surely this Jesus Christ is hope for the hopeless. Is that you? Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Genesis 1-1, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. God said, Exodus chapter 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested on the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Man said, all that you see, the marvelous earth and its atmosphere, the sun, moon, and stars, the giraffe, the elephant, the great whale, the hummingbird, man and his marvelous brain, and on and on, is a product of an explosion of nothing. There is no God. Creation is an accident. Now the record. So much dazzling proof exists that the God of the Bible is, that it defies credulity, that anyone could deny it. It brings to mind Psalms 14.1. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. This final installment in the three-part series on radiometric dating and its long ages displays the sinking sand of evolutionary theology. In this series, God Said, Man Said reviews a feature written by renowned geologist Dr. Andrew Snelling and published by Answers Magazine in the October-December 2009 issue. 
In this feature, titled Radiometric Dating, Problems with the Assumption, Snelling lays out the Achilles heel of today's radiometric dating. A few paragraphs from the previous features are needed here, and they follow. This feature, being penned in the year 2009, is the 200th anniversary celebration of the birth of Charles Darwin and Carnaldom's celebration of his popularization of the doctrine of evolution. In order for evolution to have any plausibility at all, billions of years of time and chance are needed. We must mention that 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 is a provably false premise, but it is what it is, and evolutionists must cling to it. Everything that evolution embraces hinges upon time, chance, and their holy grail, uniformitarianism. Dr. Morse, in his book Many Infallible Proofs, defines evolutionary uniformitarianism as the concept that all things have developed into their present form by the same slow, natural processes that function at present, acting over billions of years of time, end of quote. But two enormously major events took place that shattered this rule. First, God created the heaven and the earth and all living creatures just over 6,000 years ago. If you would have arrived ten seconds after God's handiwork and seen Adam in creation, etc., they would have appeared to have history, but were in fact only days and ten seconds old. Adam did not evolve from a primordial soup over billions of years. He was fully grown and fully functioning, just as the rest of creation was. The earth and its rocks and water may have seemed to have history, but were only seconds old. The second issue is the global flood that destroyed all terrestrial creatures save for those that were aboard the ark. The devastation worldwide was immeasurable. The water canopy above the sky was cast down to the earth. The great fountains of the deep were broken up. The water levels rose dramatically and so much more. Today, marine fossils are found on nearly every mountain peak, and flood strata covers the vast majority of the earth. Those who have rejected these most provable realities find themselves in pursuit of foolishness. Uniformitarianism in light of Adam and Noah is a vacuous hypothesis. Radiometric dating, buttressed by uniformitarianism, is evolution's flagship, but its computations are built on sinking sand. Globally acclaimed geologist Dr. Uh, Dr. Excuse me, Andrew Snelling, an accomplished author and a geology research consultant to organizations in the U.S. and Australia, writes extensively concerning radiometric dating. The following ep excerpts are from a feature article in Answers Magazine, October-December 2009. The title of the feature is Radiometric Dating, Problems with the Assumptions. Most people think that radioactive dating has proven the Earth is billions of years old. Yet this view is based on a misunderstanding of how radiometric dating works. An hourglass is a helpful analogy to explain how geologists calculate the ages of rocks. When we look at sand in an hourglass, we can estimate how much time has passed based on the amount of sand that has fallen to the bottom. Radioactive rocks offer a similar clock. Radioactive atoms such as uranium, the parent isotopes, decay into staple, staple atoms such as lead, the daughter isotopes, at a measurable rate. To date, a radioactive rock geologists first measure the sand grains in the top glass bowl, the parent radioisotope, such as uranium-238 or potassium-40. They also measure the sand grains in the bottom bowl, the daughter isotope, such as lead-206 or argon-40, respectively. 
Based on these observations and known rate of radioactive decay, they estimate the time it has taken for the daughter isotope to accumulate in the rock. However, unlike the hourglass, whose accuracy can be tested by turning it upside down and comparing it to trustworthy clocks, the, rea- the reliability excuse me, of the radioactive clock is subject to three unprovable assumptions. No geologists were present when most rocks were formed, so they cannot test whether the original rocks already contained daughter isotope alongside their parent isotopes. For example, in regard to the volcanic lavas that erupted, flowed, and cooled to form rocks in the observable past, evolutionary geologists simply assume that none of the daughter argon-40 atoms was in the lava rocks, end of quote. In feature one, Dr. Snelling, under the paragraph heading Assumption 1, Conditions at Time Zero, he points out the problem of of that assumption and cites a sampling of erroneous dates that assumption produces. Example 1. 23-year-old lava rock from America's Mount St. Helens crater, which was observed to form and cool in 1986, posted a calculated age of 350,000 years or a difference of 15,200 times. Example 2. Mount Naruho in New Zealand with lava flows less than 50 years old yields ages up to 3.5 million years or 70,000 times older than their observed dates. Assumption number 2, no contamination, also produces ridiculous long-age dating. Example, Due to obvious contamination issues, New Zealand, New Zealand's, excuse me, Mount Narohu, 50-year-old lava flows display a rubidium strontium age of 133 million years, a samarium neodymium age of 197 million years, and a uranium lead age of 3.908 billion years. Using the last number, radiometric dating is 78,001. Excuse me, excuse me. Using the last number, radiometric dating is 78,160,000 times too high. Dr. Snelling continues with his assessment of evolution's false assumptions with Assumption 3, Constant Decay Rate, and this is what he has to say. Physicists have carefully measured the radioactive decay rates of parent radioisotopes in laboratories over the last 100 or so years and have found them to be essentially constant within the measurement error margins. Furthermore, they have not been able to significantly change these decay rates by heat, pressure, or electrical and magnetic fields. So geologists have assumed these radioactive decay rates have been constant for billions of years. However, this is an enormous extrapolation of seven orders of magnitude back through immense spans of unobserved time without any concrete proof that such an extrapolation is credible. Nevertheless, geologists insist the radioactive decay rates have always been constant because it makes these radioactive clocks work. New evidence, however, has recently been discovered that can only be explained by the radioactive decay rates not having been constant in the past. For example... The radioactive decay of uranium in tiny crystals in a New Mexico granite yields a uranium lead age of 1.5 billion years. Yet the same uranium decay also produced abundant helium, but only 6,000 years worth of that helium was found to have leaked out of the tiny crystals. This means that the uranium must have decayed very rapidly over the same 6,000 years that the helium was leaking. 
The rate of uranium decay must have been at least 250,000 times faster than today's measured rate. For more details, see Don DeYoung's Thousands, Not Billions. End of quote. Assumption 1, conditions at time zero. Assumption 2, no contamination. And assumption 3, constant decay rate has been and will be sinking sand. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not. For it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. The word of God is true and righteous altogether, a place to build a house. God said, Genesis 1-1, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. God said, Exodus chapter 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Man said, All that you see, the marvelous earth and its atmosphere, the sun, moon, and stars, the giraffe, the elephant, the great whale, the hummingbird, man and his marvelous brain, and on and on, is a product of an explosion of nothing. There is no God. Creation is an accident. Now you have the record.